Welcome to AP Human Geography, Unit 1, How to Think Like a Geographer. More than others who study people, geographers see the world through spatial perspective. They focus on where people live and why they behave as they do. To understand the spatial aspects of phenomena, geographers use a broad set of concepts, skills and tools. One basic concept is distance. For example, how far apart in space are houses and a community? This distance affects everything from how people relate to their neighbors to where stores will open. A geographic skill is an ability to apply spatial concepts to understand how people live. The most common tool for geographers is a map. A map can show almost any phenomenon that has a spatial distribution. Maps can help people identify and analyze world patterns and processes. For example, mapping the spread of disease can help public officials decide what steps to take to counter the spread. One systematic way to study geographic phenomena is to use four-level analysis. The four levels are comprehension of the basic information, identification of patterns, explanation of how individual phenomena might form a pattern, and prediction of what pattern might lead to. Traditionally, geographers gather data through field experiences. To make maps, they carefully measured distances and drew what they saw. Today, geospatial technologies make gathering information far simpler. Chapter 1. The Spatial Perspective Geography is the why of where. National Geographic Society The essential question for this chapter how does the way geographers look at the world differ from that of other scientists? Geography shares content with many other sciences. Geographers are interested in the phenomena studied by climatologists, botanists, economists, sociologists, and demographers, for example. These scientists study weather, plants, business, human society, and the characteristics of populations. In this sense, geography is the science of synthesis, a field that integrates the learning of many others. What distinguishes geography from all other fields is that it focuses on particular perspective or a way of looking at things. That distinctive perspective is spatial. A spatial approach considers the arrangement of the phenomena being studied across the surface of the earth. <clears throat> Important considerations of this approach are things such as location, distance, direction, orientation, pattern, and interconnection. A spatial approach also looks at elements such as the movements of people and things, changes in places over time, and even human perceptions of space and place. Geographers ask questions about spatial distribution such as these. Why are things where they are? How did things become distributed as they are? What is changing the pattern of distribution? What are the implications of spatial distribution for people? Geography as a field of study. Geography has been called the mother of all sciences. 
This is partly because it is one of the oldest fields of study. In addition, it is because geographers are interested in the content of so many other sciences. The word geography comes from the Greek and combines the idea of studying or writing about the earth. So the word geography means earth writing. Subfields of geography. Geography is commonly divided into two major branches. Physical geography is the study of spatial characteristics of various elements of the physical environment. Physical geographers, like physical scientists, study topics such as weather and climate, ecosystems and biodomes, and volcanism and erosion. Human geography is the study of the spatial characteristics of humans and human activities. Human geographers share a spatial approach with physical geographers and often rely on information from physical geography and other physical sciences. The concern of human geographers, however, is the human population and spatial characteristics associated with people. Human geographers specialize in subfields. These subfields include geographers who study the following population, health, birth, migrations, etc., culture, language, religion, popular music, etc., economics, agriculture, level of development, wealth distribution, etc., urban areas, cities, suburbs, challenges for growth, etc., politics, local government, nations, distribution of power, etc. The degree of specialization in human geography reflects the wide interests of geographers. There is medical geography, environmental geography, social geography, and even the geography of sports. However, all subfields share a spatial perspective and their interest in human populations. Since geography studies spatial information, maps are one of the most important tools for geographers. Cartography, the art and science of map making, is closely associated with geography. Many geographers are also cartographers and vice versa. Geospatial technologies such as satellite imagery and remote sensed data, geographic information systems GIS, and global positioning systems GPS, can require technical skills on the part of their scientists. Geographers rely on cartographers to help them organize spatial information. The Early History of Geography For as long as humans have been able to write, they have written geographies in their descriptions of place and observations of phenomena on Earth. The first maps were probably simply scratched in the soil with sticks by early humans. In the river valleys of the Hyunghu in China and the Tigris-Euphrates Valley in Mesopotamia, which is modern-day Iraq, and Egypt and ancient peoples studied geography and made maps. The Greeks and Romans were the first people in Western Eurasia to formally study geography. Homer's Iliad and Odyssey are geographic in nature and point to the Greek interest in descriptions of the world. Aristotle was a keen observer of the earth and its features and how they influenced human behavior. 
Using geometry, Erastanes calculated the circumference of the Earth from Alexandria and Egypt during the 3rd century BCE, and he was very nearly correct. He coined the term geography. Ptolemy, a Greek who lived about 500 years after Erastanes, wrote a summary of Greek knowledge about geography, including the location and size of continents that dominated European thought for 1,000 years. Strabo wrote descriptions of various areas of the Roman Empire and proposed theories about how geography influenced history. During the European Middle Ages, Europeans rarely ventured outside their region. But the Muslim culture that flourished in the Middle East and North Africa built strong trading ties with Africa and the East Asia. As people traveled, they collected information about new places, created maps, and wrote books about geography. Scholars such as Muhammad al-Sidiri and Ibn Battuta advanced the study of geography. The Modern History of Geography Starting with the historic voyage of Christopher Columbus in 1492, Europeans launched a new era in exploration, description, and mapping. One important geographer of early modern period was a Dutch scholar, Geriatus Mercator. He created a world map that was very useful for sailors and is still widely used today. In the late 18th century, a German, Alexander von Humboldt, traveled extensively through South America. His study of the continent's wealth in plates and his detailed accurate maps combined to spur European interest in the Americas. But most importantly, Humboldt saw the world as connected as a whole, in which all types of knowledge contributed to each other. It is this approach that has inspired geographers ever since. In the early 19th century, European geographers established geographical societies, making the birth of formal academic discipline of geography. Early efforts remained focused on great themes of discipline that had emerged up to that point, exploring, mapping, gathering data about physical and human geography, and seeking to analyze and understand the diversity of the world's regions. In the past century, geographers such as Carl Saucer expanded the focus of geography beyond physical traits of the Earth to include human activity. Since then, geography has become increasingly diverse and specialized. Geographers study the spatial distribution of nearly everything to explain what people eat, to why they migrate, and how they vote. Concepts underline the geographic perspective. Historians look through the lens of time to understand the past. Similarly, geographers look through the lens of space to understand place. <coughs> Location. Locations may be absolute or relative. Absolute location is the precise spot where something is according to some system. The most widely used system of the global grid of lines is known as latitude and longitude. Latitude is the distance north or south of the equator, an imaginary line that circles the globe exactly halfway between the north and south poles. The equator is designed, designated as zero degrees and the poles as 90 degrees north and 90 degrees south.
Longitude is the distance east or west of the prime meridian, an imaginary line that runs from pole to pole through Greenwich, England. It is designated as zero degrees. The opposite side of the globe from the prime meridian is 180 degrees longitude. The international date line roughly follows this line, but makes deviations to accommodate international boundaries. Thus, on this system, the absolute location of Mexico City is 19 degrees north latitude and 99 degrees west longitude. Relative location is a description of where something is in relation to other things. To describe Salt Lake City, Utah as being just south of the Great Salt Lake and just west of the Rocky Mountains, on Interstate 15, about halfway between Las Vegas, Nevada and Butte, Montana, is one way of many to describe its relative location. Relative location is often described in terms of connectivity, how well two locations are tied together by roads or other links, and accessibility, how quickly and easily people in one location can interact with people in another location. Relative locations can change over time and as accessibility changes. For example, many ghost towns which are abandoned settlements of the western United States once had relative locations near water sources which dried up, along trade routes which changed, or near mines which closed. Their good relative locations lost the advantage, access to resource or trade, that they once had. However, their absolute locations, as described by the global grid of latitude and longitude, remain the same. Place Place refers to the specific human and physical characteristics of a location. A group of places in the same area that share characteristics form a region. Two ways to refer to place are its site and situation. Site can be described as the characteristics at the immediate location, for example, soil type, climate, labor force, and human structures. In contrast, situation refers to the location of a place relative to its surroundings and other places. The situation of Ridya Saudi Arabia is roughly in the center of the Arabian Peninsula. The situation of the Arabian Peninsula is between the continents of Africa and Asia. When the interstate highway system was created in the United States in the 1950s, the situation of many small towns changed dramatically. Towns along old railroad lines became less important as centers of trade while towns along the new interstates suddenly became more important. Related to the concept of place is a sense of place. Humans tend to perceive the characteristics of places in different ways based on their personal beliefs. For example, the characteristics of Rome, Italy might be described differently by a local resident than by an outsider or by a Catholic than a Hindu. If a place inspires no strong emotional ties, it has placelessness. Finally, locations can also be designated using toponyms or place names. Some toponyms provide insights into the physical geography, the history, or the culture of a location. 
the entire coast of Florida is dotted with communities with beach in the name. Fernanda Beach, Miami Beach, Pensacola Beach, all of which are on beaches. Salt Lake City is named for a lake with unusually salty water. Iowa is named for a Native American tribe. Pikes Peak is named for an explorer, Zebulon Pike. Sometimes toponyms get confusing. Greenland is icier than Iceland. Iceland is greener than Greenland. And some toponyms are deceiving. Lake City, Iowa is not on a lake, and very few people consider Mount Prospect, Illinois, at an elevation of 665 feet above sea level, on a mountain. The importance of distance. A consideration of distance is an important part of the geographic perspective and spatial approach. Distance is a measurement of how far or how near things are to one another. The term proximity indicates the degree of nearness. Distance can be measured in terms of geography and is given in a type of measurement such as meters, miles, or kilometers. It may be a straight line distance as the crow flies or a travel distance using a road with turns and twists. Milwaukee to Kalamazoo is 330 miles by air, but 250 miles by car because the normal route goes around the southern tip of Lake Michigan. Distance and time. Distance can be measured in terms of time. One place might be a two-hour drive from another place. Time-space compression is the shrinking time distance between two locations because of improved methods of transportation and communication. New York and London are separated by an ocean, but the development of air travel greatly reduced the time that is between them. As a result, they feel much closer today than they did in the 19th century. One result of space-time compression is that global forces are influencing culture everywhere and reducing local diversity more than ever before. In the 19th century, the mountainous regions of southeastern Europe were famous for the location variations in their music. Today, because of radio, the internet, and other changes, people in southeastern Europe listen to the same music as everyone else in the world. Distance and Connection The increasing connection between places is referred to as the growth of spatial interaction. Spatial interaction refers to the contact, movement, and flow of things between locations. Connections might be physical, such as through roads, or they can be through information, such as through radios or internet service. Places with more connections will have increased spatial interaction. The friction of distance indicates that when things are further apart, they tend to be less well connected. This inverse relationship between the distance connection is a concept called distance decay. A clear illustration of this concept is the weakening of a radio signal as it travels across space away from a radio tower. Friction of distance causes the decay or weakening of a signal. Natural characteristics like waves, earthquakes and storm systems exhibit the distance decay function. Human characteristics also exhibit distance decay. 
although the key issue is more accurately described as connectedness than distance. When a new pet store opens, it influences the strongest in the area closest to the store, but only among the pet owners who have a connection to the store. Improvements in transportation, communication, and infrastructure have reduced the friction of distance between places as they have increased the spatial interaction. Concepts such as accessibility with remoteness are changing. The world is more spatially connected than ever before in history. The internet can be used to illustrate several of these concepts. It allows a person living in El Paso, Texas to shop at a store in New York City via its website and receive a product shipped from a warehouse in Atlanta, Georgia. Distance decay is less influential than it once was. Distance and distribution. Density is the number of something in a specifically defined area. Population density is the number of people per square mile. Densities are often compared to one another as higher or lower. Population density in a 10-acre city block of a tall apartment building is likely higher than the population density of a 10-acre block filled with single-family houses. A simple population density for an area can be calculated by the people and dividing them by the area. Besides describing density using numbers, density can be described in physiological terms. In a full elevator, one person might feel that the density is fine, although another might feel it is uncomfortably dense. Geographers are also interested in distribution, the way a phenomenon is spread out over an area. Some areas might have a cluster or concentration of something that is sparse in other areas. For example, two city blocks with the same density might have very different distributions. In one, people might be spreading evenly throughout the block. The other might consist of a large building where everyone lives in a large park where no one lives. Geographers look for patterns and distribution of phenomena across space that give clues about causes or effects of the distribution. Common patterns include the following. Linear phenomena are arranged in a straight line, such as the distribution of towns along a railroad line. Circular phenomena are usually spaced from a central point, forming a circle, such as the distribution of the homes of people who shop at a particular store. Geographic phenomena are in a rectangular arrangement, such as the squares formed by the roads in the Midwest. Random phenomena which appear to have no order in their position, such as the distribution of pet owners in a city. Matching patterns of distribution is called spatial association and indicates that two or more phenomena may be related or associated with one another. For example, the distribution of malaria matches the distribution of the mosquito that carries it. However, just because the two distributions have a similar pattern does not mean one is necessarily the cause of the other. The distribution of bicycle shops in a large city might be similar to the distribution of athletic square stores, but one probably does not cause the other. They both might reflect the distribution of active people. Human Environment Interaction The dual relationship between humans and the natural world are at the heart of human geography. 
the connection and exchange between them is referred to as human-environment interaction. Geographers who focus on humans influence the physical world often specialize in studying sustainability, pollution and environmental issues. The study of how humans adapt to the environment is known as cultural ecology. The belief that landforms and climate are the most powerful forces in shaping human behavior and societal development is called environmental determinism. In the 19th and early 20th centuries, some people used environmental determinism to argue that people in some climates were superior to those of other climates. The reaction came to the view known as possibilism, a view that acknowledges limits on the effects of the natural environment and focuses more on the role that human culture plays. Different cultures may respond to the same natural environment in diverse ways depending on their belief, goals and available technologies. Landscape Analysis The word landscape comes from an older Germanic word that refers to the connection of the shape of the land. This term can also imply a specific area as in a desert landscape or the landscape of Tuscany. The task of defining and describing landscapes is called landscape analysis. Observation and interpretation. The first part of landscape analysis is careful observation. Geographers are keen observers of phenomena and collect data about what they see. The term field observation is used to refer to the act of physically visiting a location, place or region and recording first-hand information there. Geographers can often be found taking notes, sketching maps, counting and measuring things and interviewing people as they walk through an area that they are interested in studying. For most of the history of geography, this was the only way to gather data about places. All of the information that can be tied to specific locations is called spatial data. Modern technology has increased the ways in which geographers can obtain spatial data. Remotely sensed information from satellites that orbit the Earth above the atmosphere and aerial photography, which are professional images captured from planes within the atmosphere, are more important sources of observed data available today. Ground-level photography has replaced sketching as a tool for capturing information about landscapes. Sound recordings and the ability to get chemical analysis of air, water and soil have also changed the way geographers observe a landscape. Once the data has been gathered, it must be interpreted. Geographers depend on their skills of synthesizing and integrating or putting together all the collected information to better understand place, area or landscape being studied. A common example clearly observable today is the changes that occur in the landscapes of rural and urban areas over time. A geographer may be interested in understanding what changes are likely to occur as people move into or out of an area. Who are the people migrating into this area? Who is leaving? What are the cultures of these groups of people? What effects will the changes have on the local economy? What are the causes of people moving? What types of human environmental interaction are occurring? The built environment. 
When we use the word environment, we usually think of nature and natural things. Plants, the air, water, and animals are all part of a natural environment. Human geographers often refer to the built environment, by which they mean the physical artifacts that humans have created and that form part of the landscape. Buildings, roads, signs, and fences are examples of the built environment. An architectural style of buildings vary from place to place. Think of typical homes and buildings in China, and then think of homes and buildings in Germany. These differences occur because people with different cultures, living in different physical landscapes, construct buildings, roads, and other elements to create a unique built environment. Anything built by humans is part of the cultural landscape. Four-level analysis. One systematic way to study geographic phenomena is to use four-level analysis. This method will be summarized now. Level one: comprehension, description. Establish the basic information clearly. The key questions of comprehension: what, where, when, scale. Level two: identification. The description. Identify and describe patterns and phenomena. The key question: Are phenomena connected? Level three: Explanation. Explain how an individual phenomena might form a pattern. The key questions: Why is something where it is? How did something get where it is? And level four. Prediction. Explain why a pattern is important, and predict what it might lead to. The key questions: So what? What if? And what are the effects? Geographic perspectives. Thinking about distance. Geographers use the concept of distance to study the spatial distribution of phenomena. The perception of the distance reflects context. Neighboring families in a small town in Iowa might live 50 feet apart. To a family in a high-rise apartment in Manhattan, 50 feet might seem like a long distance. To a family living on a ranch in Wyoming, miles from their nearest neighbor, 50 feet might feel uncomfortably close. Time and distance. In addition to what people consider a long-distance changes over time, in the mid-1800s, Irish families held funeral-like ceremonies for immigrants leaving for the United States, Australia, and elsewhere. <coughs> Trips by ship to these other lands were so long, expensive, and dangerous that families expected they would never see their departing person again, and they often didn't. But what seemed far away in the 1800s seems much closer today. A flight by jet from Dublin to Boston takes about seven hours, costs only two days' pay for many people, and is remarkably safe. Scale and distance. A third factor in shaping the perception of distance is scale. At a personal level, eight people crowded in an elevator, separated by inches, probably feels close together. At the community level, 
Tarpa and Orlando seem close together, even though they are about 85 miles apart. At a global level, the countries of Mali and Chad seem close together, separated only by 1,500 miles. Other Disciplines and Distance Geographers are not alone in studying distance. Historians might research the change over time and how immigrants view distance. Sociologists might focus on how distance affects how neighbors interact. However, unlikely for those human interactions, geographers emphasize the role of distance and other concepts that describe spatial distribution.